working on another one. I'm going to tell you, I had to jot it down. <laughs> I should be the Holy Ghost working on it. Okay, Hebrews 3 and verse 6 said, But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. 
I'd like to minister for a little while tonight on firm unto the end. The Lord bless you, or stand firm, whichever you like. Okay, stand firm unto the end, firm unto the end. You can be seated. The Lord bless you. Got to tell you to sit down unless you wind up standing up for the whole time, and then I'll get barked at about that. I don't want to cause anybody to faint, you know. But I'm. I, sometimes we get excited. We just don't want to sit down. Feeling that fire run up and down our our back and our spine and tingling our neck and everything else. That's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. You know, Jesus spoke and taught, and it, it is contained. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So it is contained in the Scripture, uh, the word tribulation, which is hard time, adversity, or sorrow. Three firm, good definitions for the word tribulation, words that I think are easy be understood, and we do try to break it down and make it easy to be understood, right? Because we like to break it down, right? <laughs> I laughed. I had these guys helping me do a little cleanup work, and they were doing a good job. But I asked, uh, I asked one of them if he'd get up on the wall and, you know, just walk across the top of the wall. And brother, he wasn't getting up on top of the wall. He was going to sit on the wall and scoot along. I said, man, eight feet off the ground. I said, how's your age? I'm telling you what. I said, I'd practically walk across that line blindly with my eyes closed. I said, you've got to get with it around here. Oh, y'all, come on. We're in the church. We've got the Holy Ghost. You know, we can't allow ourselves to, uh, as Paul said in one place, he said, none of these things move me. And you've got to get in, inside of you. Uh, a determination. Uh, one place did say very plainly that with much tribulation shall we enter in to the kingdom of God. So there's going to be much sorrow, much adversity, much hard time. It's going to happen. You might as well just set and settle that in your mind that that's how it's going to be. It's not going to be a cakewalk. People aren't going to get to heaven by accident. You know, I was going to trip in there. or uh, You know, they've taught for a long time, uh, the old Pete and repeat thing, you know, and uh, not getting that fresh anointing and that fresh insight. And uh, I, I want to stay with, with uh, good, balanced, Word of God, subject matter. But, you know, you got to be careful because there's been a whole lot of things that have been taught that were, as I told a lawyer the other day, I said, Prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. And he said, yes. He said, I like that. I said, good. There's a whole lot more than where they came from. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a bunch of Scripture for you. we got good chapter and verse. It's all good. All Scripture given by the inspiration of God, and it's profitable. It's all profitable. It's all going to do you good. And so for you to understand that the Bible did talk about the trine of your faith, and and uh, that that your the enemies. I like our little sign in the back. You know, I think it's something about um, you know have that faith instead of that fear. And I I want us to uh, use the right utensils and tools that God has given to us, and let us employ the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God. They pull down the stronghold of the enemy. 
Yes, they do. Let's use what the Lord has given to us. An old song was, uh, use what you have, and the Lord will give you more. Use what you have, and there's plenty more in store. I want you to believe that with me tonight, that we have so many good things, and we want to be sure that they don't go untapped. We want to be sure that, uh, you know, they claim that there are businesses that buy up mineral rights to land. You may buy the land, and you may build a house on that that acre of land or put a trailer on that acre of land, but sometimes there are people that own what's in the subsurface, what's underneath. If they ever find any any mineral rights, and they have mineral rights to any mineral that's in there and might be found, well, but there's other contingencies about that, but we'll leave that alone for a minute. I want you to understand something, that there are, we have some spiritual resources here, and we own the rights to it. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the power of God. We have the promises of God. We have the gifts of the Spirit. We have the truth tonight. So yes, with no wonder there's going to be much tribulation. No wonder there's going to be adversity. No wonder there's going to be hard times. The devil don't want you to get to that. He don't want you to dig deep and get to that, get those, claim those mineral rights you've got. He doesn't want you to get a hold of those spiritual resources that God has made available. No wonder the book said that that seed, that good word of God, that certified seed would fall and it, would not, it wouldn't get much depth of earth because of the rocks in the ground. And boy, that's usually the rocks in our head, our stubbornness or whatever. And he said, he said there would come tribulation. And there would come that hard time and that sorrow and that adversity and that uh, criticism, you know. But you've got to tell yourself, I'm standing firm to the end. Doesn't matter what they say. Doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter how they try to intimidate me. It doesn't how, matter how they try to make me feel small. I've got the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's a little fool. That lets the devil talk you out of what God's done for you and given to you. You need to stand up on the Holy Ghost. You need to stand up on the rock. You need to stand firm to the end. I believe in my God. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in Acts 2.38. I believe the Word of God and the truth of God. I believe that. Amen. Going to stand firm by the grace of God unto the end. I'm not bending. I'm not bowing. I'm not buckling. All you need is the Holy Ghost in your heart. And that way the internal pressure will offset the external pressure that's coming. The tribulation, in other words, that's going to come. You're, what did Jesus say? I have forewarned you. You're forewarned and you're also forearmed. He's given us everything that we have need of. Man, when the power of God came into that upper room on the day of Pentecost, it wasn't anything lacking. And that and the way it was then is the way it is right now. And there's not anything lacking. Hear me when I tell you. He's a son over his own house. He's in control. He's in charge. He's built according to the heavenly building code. And you better believe that good word of God, that good mind of God. He said, hey, in this world you'll have tribulation, but I've overcome the world. I'm giving you my peace. Giving you my much assurance. I'm with you, even to the end of the world. I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank God. You know what they like to say, can't touch this. Well, honey, you can't touch this. 
You better tell the devil you can't touch this. You better let him know you can't have what I got. You can't have my spiritual mineral rights. You can't touch what I've got. You can't mess with what I've got. Yeah. One king, one king sought to do a little harm there to uh, one of the prophets. And, and the Lord gave that king a dream. Woke him up, shook him up, and said, Thou art but a dead man. <laughs> said, I'll, I'll absolutely take your life. You better get a hold of that man. You better have him pray for you. He's one of my servants. He's one of my children. Don't you touch him. He's the apple of my eye. Amen and amen and amen. 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 Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. Well, I'm looking at Judges chapter 10. And uh, I think I am. Yes, I am. I want to tell you something. I like this. I like what this is going to say. I like it all, but I like what this is going to say right now. And the Lord said this. Listen to verse 10. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, saying, We have sinned against thee, both because we have forsaken our God. No wonder the Bible warns us over and over not to forget God, not to forsake God. Okay, we have sinned against thee, both because we have forsaken our God and also served Balaam. We've gone after other things. And the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Did not I deliver you from the Egyptians and from the Amorites and from the children of Ammon and from the Philistines? He said, The Zidonians also and the Amalekites and the Mayanites did oppress you, and you cried to me, and I delivered you out of their hand. So God said, Now, you forsaken me? You're going to start chasing everything else? He said, Then guess what? You go call on those gods. You go call on them gods. He said, yet ye have forsaken me in spite of all I did and served other gods. He said, therefore, I will deliver you no more. He said, go and cry unto the gods which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. Now, you know, you don't want to turn away from God. You don't want to forget God. You want to learn from what happened here. And you want to say, I'm not, I'm not looking in another direction. One time a dream went out about some people in the congregation that were looking in another direction. They were looking in the wrong direction. You don't want God to be showing you to be like that. You want your heart with your hands lifted up and that you are a worshiper of God in spirit and in truth and that you are, you are not going to uh, bow, bend, or buckle. You're not going to uh, fall. You're going to stand firm until the end. That's what you're going to do. You're going to determine that in your heart by the grace of God. You're going to do that. And everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Oh, sir, man, you want to, you want to, in the face of everything, you want to be praising that name. And you know what? That over and over in the Old Testament, they talk about, even prophecy, they talk about the name of the Lord. And they didn't have his name. <laughs> they didn't have the name that's above every name. They had titles. They had ways to, to speak to him. But they didn't have what you have. You have a name that's above every name. And he said, when you need it, you ask in my name. Ask in my name. Ask in my name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody said hallelujah. Well, I'm looking at Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 30. He said, when thou art in tribulation and all these things are come upon thee. Like one young man said one time, he said, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> when thou art in tribulation 
and all these things shall come upon thee, even in the latter days, that thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto his voice. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant or the agreement of the fathers, which he swear unto them. And everybody said, praise the Lord. What a great God we serve. And everybody said, hallelujah. hallelujah. Everybody said, praise the Lord. And it started off in verse 30. said, when thou art in tribulation, that's when. All these things are come upon thee. Oh, yes. You remember that God's remembering. He hasn't forgotten. First Samuel 21 and 24. First Samuel 21 and 24. Twenty-six. I'm sorry. I just I don't know what I'm thinking. Twenty-six and I can't read my own writing. That's my problem. I jotted down a chapter and verse. Look at First Samuel twenty-six. Oh brother. Everybody said praise the Lord. And I think this has somewhat to do with with David, if I'm not mistaken. I'm hoping if I could just get to chapter 26, I'd be all right. Here we go. You know what my pastor said? I'll get right with you. Just give me the key of G. No, it's a key M. No, G. No, G. No, G. Okay. So, 1 Samuel 26 and 24. And behold, now this is when this is when Saul was, King Saul was seeking David to kill him. And David had Saul in the crosshairs of his scope. And he could have taken Saul out at any time. And look what he said. He said, And behold, as thy life was much set by this, was much set by this day in mine eyes, so let my life be much set by in the eyes of the Lord, and let him deliver me out of all tribulation. Isn't that nice? You know, isn't that nice? You know, when you have the right spirit, you have a burden for lost and dying souls. And you don't want anybody to go to hell. You want everybody to go to heaven. And you're, you're, you, these things are important. You set much, much store by these things. And then the writer is saying, let my life also be that way. Let, let my, my life be important in your eyes, God, and deliver me. Deliver me. Save me out of all tribulation. Hallelujah. Everybody said hallelujah. All right. I'm in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Thank you, dear God. What a great God we serve. And I'm going to wind up, believe it or not, I will, somewhere around midnight tonight. I'll be there tonight. I'll be there tonight. Matthew 13, verse 21. And that's what I told you. Yet hath he no root in himself, but he dureth for a while. It means he endureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth, because of the word, by and by he is offended. Okay? You can't you can't be going around getting all offended. Something wrong with people that's always getting offended. First of all, you don't believe the word of you don't love the word of God then. Because the psalmist said, Great peace of they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Man, we we uh, we made out of some some metal here from another world. We're made out of the right stuff. We're made out of the right material. You know? We're not like the little piggy that goes wee 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 all the way home. 
All right? We're standing tough here. We're standing strong. Everybody said amen. amen. We love God and we love his truth. All right. I'm in Matthew 24, same book, chapter 24. Jesus said in teaching end time things, he said, for then shall be great tribulation. Tribulation sometimes is going to be great. You remember the, uh, the account of how the furnace was turned up ten times hotter? So much, some, much tribulation sometimes. Great tribulation sometimes. Okay? But, but God's grace is sufficient, church family. All right, so you hang in there. Criticism, you know. There's going to be always going to be critics. There's always going to be mockers. There's always going to be people that are trying to make fun and belittle, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But you've got to stand firm. You've got to have confidence in what God has done in your life and that this is his church, this is his work, and that he's going to see it through to the end. Okay, you've got to have faith in God here. All right? Everybody said amen. Okay, I'm in John. I gave you that one, so I'll skip it. I like Acts, though. Acts chapter 14 and verse 22. And I'm going to take start at verse 19. And, and there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconum who persuaded the people. See, there's going to be spirits working through people, talking to other people. Okay, and they persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing that he had been dead. He had been dead. They stoned Paul. They took him to the Acts of the We'll have to show you how God does things. Everybody said amen. Well, how God does it, that's when Paul, talk about Romans 8, 28, and all things work together for the good. Now, he's under a pile of rocks. He's bloody and bruised and broken, and they're all standing around gleeful and happy because we finally got rid of the, the guy that preaches to us all the time, and we don't like what he says, and we're convicted by what he says. And so we got to get rid of that conviction, so we got to get rid of that preacher. And all the while, later on, the Apostle Paul told it. He said, I was caught up into the third heaven during that experience, during that time. I had quite an experience. He said, man, I, he said, whether in the body or out of the body, he said, I cannot tell. <laughs> and he started telling about what all God showed him. And what all, he, he said, I heard, I heard seven thunders. He said, I, I, don't, I can't even tell you what they said. It's not lawful for me to tell you what those dudes were saying. God gave me some things in confidence. Boy, there's not many people I know. I can actually keep a confidence. You know that? There's a lot of people I know that the, the minute they know something, they got to run and tell somebody. And it's a lot easier now with cell phones. Hello. Oh, yeah, I see kids walking on the street. At, I'm coming coming from Man Up, leaving here at 7 o'clock or something. I see them on the street. And they're just talking away, talking away, talking away, talking away. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Who are you talking to? You know? I, I'm here sometimes at 5 in the morning. I know who I'm talking to. But I'm not on a cell phone. I'm on a direct line. I don't need a cell phone to get God. I'm so glad I don't need a cell phone to get God. Everybody said hallelujah. And you know what? They need, they need you to have a cell phone so they can tell where you're at 24-7. But you know what? 
God knows where we're at. You don't need a cell phone. And I'm not against cell phones. I'm just telling you, you don't need a cell phone for God to know where you're at. Now, there's other folks that, that you know, they, they need that. They're tracking you. They're tracking you. That's, that's, I think every time I go through and I hardly ever use it, I don't like to use the turnpike because they're cheats. Every time I turn around, I'm getting a piece of mail in the, uh, coming through from Brandon and Marvin, and, and it's a violation showing my, my license plate. And, and, that I, and I said, I paid that thing. What are they talking about? But that dude in the booth, you know, he's a beal in a booth, and he's not doing nothing but chomping on grass or something, and he, and he doesn't hit that little button that says that I paid my toll. And so they're sending me a violation. So my, my $1.20 toll just went up to 15 bucks that I've got to mail into Atlanta somewhere. You know, but they want what they're pressuring is they want me to buy that box and put it in the windshield because then they can track me more. And then, you know, we've got that in our car and they can track you through the car, whatever, wherever they put it in the engine, hit it somewhere, buried it in there somewhere, you know. And then there's OnStar. Don't forget that. You know, they're going to get you one of one of 67 different ways. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, you know what? They're welcome to follow us. They're welcome. There's some people always want to know what. Senior pastor's doing. What's going on down there at that church? We're having church. That's what's going on. And we're trying to build churches. That's what's going on. We're trying to reap a harvest. That's what's going on. You know, every once in a while they try to send somebody through here to spy on us. You know, spy out our liberty. You read that in the Bible? How silly people are. The problem is people are convicted of their sins. They're doing wrong and they know they're doing wrong. You know? But hey, you stand firm. You stand firm. You have faith and confidence. And so he went on to say, Howbeit as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city. This is Paul who'd been stoned. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel, man, you ain't gonna stop this preaching the gospel. I got a song by Brother Lance Appleton said, You can't kill the preacher. I like that. Preached the gospel to that city and had taught many. And they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue. Everybody said continue. To continue in the faith. And that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, we're not playing church. We're in the real thing. We're not in the bush leagues. We're in the major leagues. Okay, we're a part of what's really real. And heaven is beckoning us. We've got a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. Hear me now, a faith hall of fame, and you want to be a part of them? Abel's blood still crying up from the earth unto God. We've got a voice here. We've got a message here, and you can't put it out. You can't put it out. You can't stop it. Amen. Romans chapter 8, who shall, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of God? Now, you better understand that there are things that want to separate you from the love of God. And the love of God is, you've got that in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Yes. Okay. So you better understand much tribulation. There are spirits that want to separate you from the love of God. And he asked that question. And then he said, shall tribulation? And then he goes down a whole catalog here. Now you listen to it. Shall tribulation separate you, he's saying? Shall distress uh, separate you? I, part of the word distress is stress. Or persecution 
or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? He said, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And not only that loved us past tense, but that loves us present tense. And everybody said hallelujah. Yes, sir, my friend, you don't need to doubt, you don't need to fear, you need to replace fear with faith, and you need to call on your name, use, your, use what God has given to you. The Bible said in Romans 12 and 12, everybody said rejoicing. Everybody said rejoicing. Rejoicing in hope and patience in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Okay. I like it. I like it. 2 Corinthians 1 4. 2 Corinthians 1 4. I don't know why everybody wants to know what we're doing. They're just going to criticize it anyway. Why don't they just forget about finding out what we're doing and just go ahead and keep criticizing? I mean, that's what they do for a living, pretty much. They're going to get paid for it, too. <laughs> I don't think they're going to like the wages, though. 1 Corinthians 1 and 4. I thank my God always on your behalf. For the grace of God which is given you by Christ Jesus. It's a good thing, church family, for us to give thanks unto God. And everybody said amen. And everybody said 2 Corinthians chapter 16. <laughs> Brother, I love all the scriptures, but I sure want to get to where I'm going. Amen. Be patient with me and I'll get there. 2 Corinthians 1 and 4, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. So you know what? Don't worry about if you get going to love on us. He's going to comfort us. Yes, he is. And all our tribulations that we, that then that we can then be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. God's going to give us comfort and then we're going to turn around and give that to others. We're going to share. you got to share. Quit being so greedy. I said hallelujah. I'm finishing up. 7 and 4 of the same book. 2 Corinthians 7 and 4. He said, Great is my boldness of you Great is my glory of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulations. That's something. The devil giving you a rough time? Well, just let the joy roll. Just, just let him know. I'm smiling. I'm smiling. I'm praising. I'm singing. I'm worshiping. You know? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Finishing in Revelation chapter 2, the last book of the Bible, and Revelation chapter 2 in, in conclusion tonight. Chapter 2 and verse 22, Behold, I will cast her in head and then commit adultery with her into great relationship. They repent of their deeds. You know, there you better understand the spiritual language here. There are people that are involved with unfaithfulness, you better be faithful to God, faithful to His Word, faithful to His teaching, faithful to the things that God has given to the church, and you be faithful to that. Because folks that aren't going to be faithful to it, God's going to deal with them. And then God will just, you know, fold up the umbrella and let the 
the tribulation will reign come all over them. And then 7 and 14 of the same book. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, because what happened was, it was he saw a great big multitude. He saw a great big crowd. And he said, Who are these people? And John the Revelator said, Sir, thou knowest. I don't know, but you know. Well, I don't know about y'all, but there's a lot of things that I know I don't know. And I tell the Lord all the time, you know. You know all about it. You know what's going on. You know the real spirit behind what's happening here. You know all about it, John. You've got its number. You've got its name. You know its history from before the foundation of the world. You know that, John. Amen. And so he said, therefore, are they before? No. And I said unto him, sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, these are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And he said, therefore, because they did that, because they're baptized in Jesus' name, because they're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, because they've stood firm unto the end, then guess what? He said, therefore, are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in the temple, and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell with them. And they'll hunger no more. They're not going to thirst anymore. Neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. I told you He's going to comfort you. I told you He's going to love on you. Amen. He's going to come right on the scene and just wipe away all the tears. How wonderful that's going to be. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Have confidence. Don't cast it away. You hold on and have confidence. You trust in God. You believe in God. You should believe in your, your God. You should believe in your church. You should believe in your leadership. You should believe in your Holy Ghost that's in you. Okay? And you, you trust and have confidence in God. And you stand firm in that. Man, they, they got to talk about John the baptizer. And Jesus said, what went you out to see? You know, people got offended. People got offended about things John said and John did. Jesus said, well, what did you got to see? You got to see a, a reed shaking in the wind? Is that what you went out to see? He said, I'm going to tell you right now. He said, born among women and not a greater than John the baptizer. How about that for an endorsement? And then God said, but he that fleeced in the kingdom of God is greater than John. Wow. Imagine that. You better know who you are. You better know what God's given you. It's not because you're anything. It's because of what God invested in you. That in this earthen vessel, there is a treasure from heaven. And everybody said amen. Give God a big hand. Come on. Going to stand firm. Going to stand firm. Amen. Amen. What did he say? Can you imagine? A thousand, he said, on one side going to fall. And he said, 10,000 on the other side going to fall. But he said, you're going to stand. He said, you're going to stand. Not going to come near to you. Not going to come near to you. Not if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You dwell there. You live there. I one time asked a pastor about a, a woman, and I said she was in the altar, and we were having a prayer meeting, and we, he and I ended up on the front kind of sitting. And I said, speak to me of this woman. And I had felt something. And he said, she lives in the altar. She went through some heavy stuff. He said, she lives in the altar. 
And you know, I'm trying to tell you, the Bible even talked about the sparrow, the bird could find a place in God's altar, a place of safety. How much more of more value are you than a, than a bird, okay, or than a sheep? Better know who you are. Better know what God's given you. Have confidence in that. Have faith in that. Believe in your God and what he has done for you. What the song say? Look what the Lord has done. <laughs> He's done marvelous things. Give him a big hand. Come on. Amen. It is marvelous in our eyes what the Lord has done. And don't ever let it become less than marvelous what God has done in your life. You keep that red hot and fresh and sharp before God. Look, what, thank you for what you did for me. Lately, I have, I'm telling you, I've seen some people, and it amazes me how unthankful they are. Just complain, complain, complain. And all filled with all kinds of frustrations and things. And, and I'm like, I don't understand how you can be like that. How you can do that. You know, there are people in jail. There are people in insane asylums. There are people in, in cancer wards. There are people that, that can't catch their breath. I showed the young people at the school one time uh, about uh, warnings against advertisements that were done, warning against smoking and, um, and dipping and chewing and all of that stuff. And uh, this one was of a man who couldn't, who he couldn't, his lungs were so damaged, he couldn't get any breath, he couldn't get any air. And he was, <gasps> you know, just trying to get one little breath. Man that used to fix our vacuum cleaners, that's how he died. That's how he died. He, 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 he destroyed his lungs through smoking, and he couldn't breathe. Couldn't breathe. That's a terrible, hold your breath sometimes.